Reviews, the biggest news, the what's new, and the who's who. Welcome to the Daily Gamer Podcast with Joe Mango and James. Welcome to the Daily Gamer Podcast number 17. Woo, 17. We have made it 17 already. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and today we have probably our biggest guest so far. Very excited. Manel, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for hosting me here today. Why don't you tell us, uh, like, you know, what you're actually doing with gamers for a living and, and how people can get involved yeah. with it. And for the uninitiated, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so games for a living. Basically, we look, we started uh, brainstorming like how we can make. Is it is it the first question was, is it possible at all to use blockchain technology to make gaming more interesting? That was the fundamental mm-hmm. question. So we first looked at the first thing was like, is there anything there that has uh, that that works? Okay, so we looked and when we basically found a couple of of, of uh, models. One was the model of NFTs. You make an upfront payment and then you use these NFTs to create new NFTs and sell them to new players. Now the obvious problem here is that uh, as soon as there is no uh, new entrance, this is very similar to a Ponzi scheme in this sense. Then hmm. there is no profit, so the whole thing falls apart. Besides not being fun, so so that that is schema. Uh, we, we felt definitely was not what we had to go after. The other scheme had to do with uh, uh, game systems where you could get a token by playing the game. So there is lots of variants of that, but at the end of the day, it's like you have a cohort of users that do one iteration, uh, all of them get token, and, and the token is distributed. Uh, you basically have two options. The option number one is the token is distributed among the players that play the best, the most skilled ones, or the ones that um, uh, paid the most. Now, the problem with this scheme is that once you do several iterations, the ones that are not the best or the ones that haven't played the most will give up and leave the game. So you have a spike at the beginning of usage, and then it goes down mm. because people realize that oh, it's always the same ones that are getting the rewards. So, And then a solution to that problem is that uh, you will then have this cohort of players playing this game, but rather than giving the rewards to the ones that are the most skilled ones or the ones that pay the most, you distribute randomly the reward among all the player, the user, player user base. Now, uh, if you do that... <clears throat> That will work. That's proven to work. And the problem is that that's called gambling. So you have a cohort of players, you distribute a reward yeah. randomly on a random price in magnitude. So that, that is gambling. We didn't want to get in any of those spaces. So we felt, okay, we cannot use what's there. I mean, it's, it's good, it's inspiring, but we cannot use it if we really want, uh, because we are really real gamers, so we really want to have, have great experiences. Then we said, okay, is there anything that actually we can do with blockchain gaming that we believe in? So uh, we started looking at then from the angle of uh, Twitch streamers and, and, and the day-to-day life of gamers, because that has changed a lot from the uh, 90s when I started working in the industry. Mm-hmm. So, so um, we looked at, at a streamer and we realized that actually if we compared how a streamer uh, streams a game versus how, for example, a, a sports event is transmitted on TV, there was a significant difference. Like, uh, uh, pretty much the streamer, when they talk about the game, it's like having a football game, for example, uh, where all the, all, the, all the players had just a set of base stats. They don't have a background. 
So when when you when you listen to someone talking about the football, they say like this guy won the world championship and has these and yeah. like they have a background. Uh, then we we thought like well it, actually we will be very cool if we take the concept of ownership, which is the concept that you get from NFTs, mm. but we evolve it from there. We we create a type of NFTs that can be evolving over time, uh, but also they have history. So we we record record this history, making them very unique each one of those and then we link that to the gameplay so when you when when these nfts are used etc they have a visual uh, enhancement uh, showing off what the nft does so this gives a very a good reason for a for a standard player to uh, create an nft version of uh, any of their assets and the only thing that happens when you go nft is that it records um, uh, the history of the NFT as a service that, that you've uh, paid for, uh, it will give you some visual uh, vanity uh, enhancements, which yeah. m- makes it possible then for you to fairly compete with a free-to-play player, whether you use NFTs or not. It's actually the same core mechanics. So that is only just showing off uh, what you have. Plus, if you make great achievements, like winning a, a world championship, things like that, uh, that will make uh, your, whether it's a, it's, a, it's an item, it's a card, it's a character, that will make that NFT very unique. And then you can trade it if you ever want to uh, yeah. for, for your yeah. profit. So them having a history can make them more, like you said, more like one of a kind, which can make them more valuable, which then gives the player the kind of... Uh, opportunity to be able to actually make money from what they're doing yeah. whilst also enjoying themselves yeah exactly that on one hand and for for from a streamer standpoint makes the whole thing a lot more interesting mm. so think about what we had in king with uh sweet great i mean we had uh, uh bubble which was blossom or things like that um now you can have it like oh you, this guy just played like uh this item or this card that uh, one was in the won the the world championship and has been mm. played for that many hours and and has so many victories in like, like a like, physical sense it looks, it's cool. like having a trophy that passes yeah. on to the next winner to the next winner like an annual prize almost mm-hmm. have you sorry just really quickly have you played apex legends uh, not that one. So, so on Apex Legends, which yeah. is free to play, obviously not NFT game, um, but you can actually show your stat. You can choose which stats you want to show. So at the end of the game, if you're one of the winners, it will say you've got eleven thousand kills mm-hmm. and this many wins this season. Duh, duh. And it is something that I, I'm like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I do completely get that concept. It makes a lot of it's, sense. It's it's showing off. Yeah. The, the, the only thing we're doing is take that foundation, which you can see. I think FIFA also has similar things for some of the cards, etc. We're taking that that a step further by having it more visual when the combat takes place. So imagine that uh, in the game you're mentioning, like like you could see that not only at the end of the game but during the game. Wow. And then also you can trade that. So I think the important thing of this this vanity part is that um, when you can trade it, it adds a lot more value uh, uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So right now, um, how many games do you actually have with your platform? So uh, at, the, at the Game for Living platform, we have Elemental Raiders, which yeah. now is available as free-to-play. Uh, it's going to be released uh, as, as a, with all the NFT features on the 13th of, of March this year, so really close from now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, 12 years, I, 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 uh, 12, 12 days uh, from, from now. Then we have uh, Diamond Dreams. Uh, it's a really cool project that uh, uh, where we are leveraging all the know-how we have in uh, switchers. Uh, we are retaking the roots of BG World with Jewels. Uh, but in our team, we have one of the best digital artists in the world, uh, Javier, and he creates this really uh, amazing uh, uh, virtual Jewels. I mean, actually, he sold one NFT one of his NFTs created by him actually was sold at auction for more than $1.5 million. Wow. Uh, he also was Emmy nominee for the credits of the Netflix TV series The Crown, has a Goya Award. He has all kinds of, he did the, uh, also worked for companies like Blizzard um, yeah. uh, and, and Supercell and so forth. I actually so was basically, gonna, sorry, just sorry to cut you off. I actually am just looking at the, uh, the game online now. And uh, it did actually remind me a little bit of like kind of World of Warcrafty um, kind of look to it, um, but like maybe a little bit more kind of like um, I don't know, like animated, uh, you know, a little bit more over animated. But it looks really cool. Yeah. You you mean Elemental Raiders? I yeah, guess. Elemental Raiders. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So Elemental Raiders. To be clear, what we did there is uh, every time you enter a new market, uh, you need to do two new things. One is you have to create a new IP, and then you have to create. Uh, a new business model. So think about all the latest new markets. You have uh, Facebook was Farmville, it's a new IP, and the business model was new, or Mafia mm. was new, or Millionaire City, which we did. All of those are new IPs with the new business model. When you look at mobile, you have from Candy Christ to Fortnite going through Clash Royale, all of them new IPs with new business model. You always have a, an exception around like Pokemon Go, but but it's not the top one uh, and, and it's an exception. <laughs> It's not the rule. So what I mean with all of this is that when we started approaching Web3, we, I was very conscious that I needed uh, both uh, a new IP that was a really successful new IP as, as free-to-play and then also a new business model. We talked a lot about the business model, but regarding the new IP, what we did was we started with uh, looking at all the genres. So, so what are the genres we can uh, develop in Web3? And we concluded that we should go for a turn-based mechanic because... Um, uh, for example, the last project I worked on, as I mentioned, Call of Duty, uh, you have so many bots, etc. That that's that's really bad uh, yeah. ecosystem for for Web three gaming. So um, we went for turn based mechanics, and turn based mechanics. The top ones are games like uh, From Pokemon to Final Fantasy. This turn based combat. Mm. Now uh, implementing that foundation. It gets boring after you've played many games because it's kind of the same thing because they all always play the same skills. And once you've played like a hundred or more games, it gets boring. So when we look, we're looking at how we innovate and we make something more entertaining, uh, we realize like card game work really well. I mean, we really wanted characters in our game because characters are super important. We feel like create a great connection and for a context like NFTs are really important. But but they, they, it was boring, like the foundational mechanics of a Pokemon or a or a or a Final Fantasy, after a few matches, they weren't entertaining anymore. Yeah. So we said, what if we mix what we see in games like Hearthstone, where you have a deck, and we create a deck for each one of the characters, which randomly uh, plays exactly like a, like a, a Hearthstone deck, but mm. it's for that character. Yeah. So there it started to get more entertaining and, and more fun, but we are still missing a, a bit of an element. But then we looked at, at League of Legends. We really like the, the fact that you buy an item there. And then we decided to have these items that you equip to your uh, characters during the match. And then, then is when we started to feel satisfied with the result. We felt like, okay, this, this feels uh, fresh. Uh, it, it, it gets the feeling that we won. We at the office started playing the game actively uh, for fun. 
which mm-hmm. is always very important. Yeah. And and that that was Elemental Raiders. That's the game you were saying. So basically, it's a, it's a mix. It's a, of, of of three core mechanics: uh, turn-based combat, like Final Fantasy or Pokemon, uh-huh. uh, trading card games like uh, Hearthstone, and then the the touch of of uh, League of Legends for the items. Makes sense. Um, I have a bit of a tough question for you. This is regarding kind of like the games in general. So how as a company, um, if obviously this is a free to play game, um, you know, what's kind of your uh, drive? Like, how, how do you basically make and monetize this game? Uh, as a free-to-play game, so basically we 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 have a, t- a couple of ways to monetize. So you have all the free-to-play foundation, so it works exactly. It's a free-to-play game, mm. uh, in essence, and then you have the extra layer, which is the layer of uh, of the marketplace. So as I mentioned, any of the players can go and take any of their items from free-to-play and then convert them into the NFT version of that item. Mm-hmm. Now the thing that happens is that this item will track history and will enable extra visual enhancement, extra yeah. vanity. Okay. Now the the uh, the thing is that I, I there will be people interested in this item. Okay. And then because there will be people interested in this item, they will be willing to to buy it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when they buy it, we charge four point eight percent in the transaction fee. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's on all those uh, extra transactions that are going to be happening. Uh, that we can make money as well. So uh, one Makes thing sense. that's very different is that uh, uh, I, I've simplified that a lot just to make the explanation very simple, just to be very clear. That makes uh, sense, yeah. <laughs> because the, 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 for example, we have the example of the cards in, in Elemental Riders. Those cards can be traded. Uh, and when you trade the card, the card has like different levels. Think of, of, a, of a character of, put an example of a game that many people have played, Flash Royale. So Clash Royale, the characters evolve yeah. and have a depth uh, and, and you can level them up, etc. So in this case, you can trade a character and someone else can buy it and, and also use those copies of that character to level up their characters. Mm. So you have all this all this community of, of trade uh, that before was people buying chess or similar things to the company. Now they can uh, uh, buy, sell among themselves. And we, I do believe that what's going to happen is that while... Some people will arc in the same way. It's the same dilemma that we have with free-to-play games. So you can say, like, uh, if you game the game for free, no one, I mean, no, you, won't, you won't get enough return from those willing to pay. That was a statement that many people made back, back in the day. I thought they were wrong. And actually, they are now. That's been proven. But mm-hmm. in this case, I see pretty much the same. I'm saying, like, rather than users buying the time to the company, if they buy it from other players, um, while we're going to be making less profit at the beginning, because they can see that they can actually make a profit. Mm. That will increase a lot the trading. Therefore, the net revenue overall, as it grows, it's going to be better for the company as well as for the players. Yeah. So I see a very similar situation where um, uh, once, once because, because that's in the in the favor of gamers. At the end of the day, you can do something with your time. You can uh, you can interact a lot more with with your friends, uh, and that creates a, a better ecosystem for for gaming. And usually when when the ecosystem grows, and this in this case will be growing in terms of transactions. So it's true that, so let, let's put it this way. Uh, a player right now interacts with a company uh, and they are buying an average, let's say, of $20 of time per month. Mm. Um, uh, and that will be a, a, a payer that contributes. What mm. I think is going to happen is that the number of payers with this system will increase because a lot more people will be interested because they are not paying the company. They're paying their friends. They're paying other people that, that they have around. 
So there will be more more people that are going to be willing to, to pay. And those willing to pay will even pay more because that goes to the other players. Now, with our uh, small percentage on, the, on each one of those transactions, as the transactions scale and we get more of them at, and, and, and of higher amounts, uh, because that, that's the profit of the, of the player, with our small commission, we will end up making compensating for the revenue that we lose by not selling that time to the players. I like it. That is a really, really good way to do it because I've been looking at a lot of blockchain games over the last, yeah. over a year and a half maybe. And to be honest with you, that is the best explanation to benefit the user and the company. Yeah, and everybody wins essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I like correct, it. Correct. If we get the, the critical mass as, as it happened with free-to-play games, yeah. I, I think that will be great. And that, that's a win-win for win. all of us at, at Games for Living, we are gamers. Mm. So as I mentioned, like from day one, we've always been thinking about how, uh, and, and the question at the beginning was as simple as like, is it possible actually to make anything good out of blockchain? Mm. And, and we believe it is. Uh, of course, it will take an a few iterations and refinement uh, in terms of making the wallets as accessible as possible. Uh, we had to go through a lot of um, small changes when we did the, the revolution of free-to-play games, uh, but but it, it started working quite soon. So I expect uh, on this, like the first game already to work, and from then on, just getting better, better until there is yeah. a point where all the like 85% of the market today, as I mentioned, is free to play. I want to see this 85% of the market to be paid to earn games within yeah. uh, the next eight to 10 years. Yeah, and speaking of which, I mean, how do you see the Web3 gaming space in five years? How, how do you perceive it will be as a, as a heavy part of our lives? I, I, I personally think that uh, for Web3 gaming, the catalyzer are going to be esports for the reasons mentioned. So we, at least in our case, we're doing a lot of work yeah. uh, from the esports per perspective for to facilitate the, the job of the streamers and make it even more engaging to stream our games than other games. Exactly. Uh, and we also believe that uh, within that ecosystem, it makes it even more valuable all this time invested in this game so that people can trade, etc. So um, I expect... Uh, uh, play to earn uh, games to be very relevant in the future. I expect new ways of competition or yeah. online competition and tournaments to appear to make it more appealing. I expect the, the video games industry to take a space and grow even further in that space uh, from, from other uh, events that are shown on TV and other, on other, all the media. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that there will be a lot of growth and, and it will be a, 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 a basically esports and blockchain will be a catalyzer of both sectors, so each one will make uh, the other grow. Yeah. Uh, that, that's how I see uh, things uh, in the future. And in yeah, terms of, of the games, it's not, as I, I mentioned, I don't see um, that much of a, of, a, of a major change in the way uh, uh, the core game is, is more on what you can do with your time in the game yeah. and, and all the extra parts. Definitely. Perfect. Exciting. It was very well explained. Honestly, um, Manel, I feel yeah. like we could sit here and, and learn for you, from you for hours, yeah. uh, but I don't want to take up any much, uh, much more of your time. But uh, honestly, I really appreciate uh, you having a chat with us today. And I tell you what, we're definitely going to go and uh, play that game, I think, and give it a go and, yeah, and, uh, we will. and learn some more, yeah? <clears throat> Well, and if you provide feedback, more than welcome, because for, for us, it's really important. Uh, we, we, we read everything, all the feedback that we're getting. Uh, just in the management team, we have more than 120 years of experience in, in game creation, but wow. um, everyone can contribute. And I think that's very important. Like, uh, 
all of us always have like a spot that's blind. So uh, sometimes something that may not seem that uh, interesting to someone, uh, but it shares it, it can trigger it a great ideas or that may be a great idea on its own. So mm-hmm. um, if you play and you have any ideas, please feel free to share uh, on, on, on Discord or Telegram, wherever you feel best. And, and we are listening to all that feedback and doing our best to uh, keep improving the games. Great. Amazing. We'll definitely share a link to the uh, website as well. So yes. our listeners can... Yes, we'll put it down. We'll put the link in the uh, description yep. so you can have a little play and have a look about it. And uh, yeah, we might... Let's do let's do a stream, James, of us playing this because it, it looks really cool. I'm excited mm-hmm. to, uh, to give it a go. Manel, thank you so much for all your wisdom. Um, we really appreciate you uh, coming on today and having a chat with us. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me today. Cheers. It's time for something pretty special right now. Go on. Some new releases. Yes. <laughs> You're telling me the special thing. I'm telling you the special thing. So, new releases for this week and the next few days. Uh, the first one is... Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Whoa, 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 long. long. <laughs> whoa, long, Dynasty. I had to it's, do that, I'm sorry. It's a game uh, developed by uh, Team Ninja, who are famous for the Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden series Ooh, games. Oh, yes. So you, you can guess like how that's going to work. It's a very uh, combat-orientated um Story driven. I've seen some uh, some combat videos already, and it looks crazy insane. Yeah. Like... Almost like, you know, Elden Ring, you kind of have to dodge bosses and stuff like that. Mm. But it's way faster. Like, your character moves so like, incredibly full fast. On, full on action. It's uh, mental. Action role-playing game set in a fantastical version of the Three Kingdoms period in China. Yeah. Very cool. No, I'm I'm very excited for this one. Like, yeah. uh, definitely going to give that one a yeah, play. Yeah, and the art direction. You know how I like art direction. Yeah, you do love your art direction. It looks incredible. It looks whoa long. Whoa. So that's... <laughs> whoa long. <laughs> so yeah, it's worth checking out. It's out this weekend. So get your hands on that on most platforms. And I think it's free to play on Game Pass. Oh, on, nice. On Xbox that's and PC. That's good, yeah. Great. And um, secondly is The Outer Worlds... Oh, yeah. yeah. That's another uh, RPG, open-world RPG, uh, set in a sort of space, sci-fi, fantastical world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's getting a next-generation release, or a current-generation, if you I will. I guess, yeah. N- they call it next-generation, but it has been out for years already. PS5, yeah. Xbox, Series S and X. Exactly. And so, hope you know, expect some graphical improvements and yeah. some uh, good performance bumps there for that so check that out this weekend as well yeah some really good games there james i'm quite excited um the the outer worlds one for me i do like again you know i think the mm. style of it looks really cool yeah so definitely want to give that a go so yeah some new some new games for you thanks yeah. for the the new gaming releases james you're very welcome yeah, yeah. I have got your gaming news of the week right now. Uh So, first of all, big news from Elden Ring. They have announced on their one-year anniversary of the game's release, which, remember, Elden Ring was Game of the Year last year. That's right. It was also uh, IGN's best game of 2022. It sold over 20 million copies in a very short amount of time. it's, It's done really well. Yeah. Right? They've announced that they're working on an expansion. It's called Shadow of the Erd Tree. The Erd Tree is like a big thing in Elden Ring. Is it? Yeah, that's like where all this the power comes from. The Erd Tree. The Erd is it the big thing. shiny one? Yes, the, the big one. Yes, the big big oh, one. Cool. Um, so yeah, that is really cool. I'm excited for that. They didn't really say much more, unfortunately. No, uh, no official release date has been announced. Um, 
but yeah, the, okay. the news was accompanied by some artwork. You can check that out on our website, daily-gamer.net. We've got the, the full story on there. Uh, also, Ludwig, he is a very popular Twitch streamer. He was a Twitch streamer. He's now yes. moved to YouTube a couple of years ago. But before he left, he set the record back in April 2021 for the most amount of subscribers on Twitch, which was 283,066, which is crazy because um, it's $5 per subscriber yeah right they don't get five dollars twitch take half they take half usually something like that so mm-hmm. it gets two and a half dollars times by two hundred eighty-three thousand. so pretty crazy yeah but i could not work out work that out for you no it's like ha- over half a million dollars wow yeah Just, and that was in one month that was one month crazy yeah 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 um so this new guy though and i can i, I really feel like i'm saying his name wrong but it's senant so c-e-n-a-t Senate? 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 Senate. 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 Anyway, he has broken it. And not just broken it, he smashed it. And he was actually streaming when it went over the um, the actual subscriber count. Okay. But he's up to 305,344 subscribers, which is insane. Um, and he, like, when Ludwig did it, he was doing a subathon. He basically was keeping, he was going to keep streaming until he actually managed to break the record. This guy didn't. He's just that good. He's just managed to to go over it. Mm. And he said, um, 300,000, the final picture. Chat, which is what they call the people listening to them. Chat, this is the final picture right here, right now. I can't even. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever done 300,000, bro. I'm so happy I did it with the people who support me. I couldn't have chosen nobody else to do this with. Wow. Well done, bro. Yeah, he great. has absolutely smashed 2022 and gone into 2023 and he's now the highest subscribed Twitch streamer ever. That's incredible. Amazing. Wow. So well done to him and that is your gaming news of the week. Yeah, yeah. i got some tech news for you. Yeah, yeah. So, do you like anime? Yeah. An anime fan? Yeah, I, I dabble. I dabble in anime. I'm not like super into it like some people. Okay. Uh, but there are anime that I really like, including the cyberpunk one. The cyberpunk oh, yeah, that one. Was great. Edge Runners. If yeah. you have if you have Netflix and you haven't watched Cyberpunk Cyberpunk Edge Runners and you're not into anime, watch this because it will get you into anime. It'll totally it's, it's the gateway amazing. to anime. It's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So good. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but where do you catch your anime usually apart from Netflix? Um, anywhere else? No, nowhere else. Well, there's a oh, there's a huge platform just like Netflix, but it's called Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll okay. is a basically the Netflix of anime. You can no find way. anything you want on it. And it's made the cheapest oh, it's made a great achievement now because it's now okay. become uh, a button on your remote control. So you no know how way. like sometimes you could, some remote controls will have a direct button to Netflix, yeah. direct button to Amazon Prime. Yeah. Crunchyroll has made it to your remote control. No way. Yeah. With with who? And where? So, with Sony on the Bravia TVs. Okay. Yeah, so that's going to come soon. So you'll be able to go straight to your anime with one click. That is so cool. Is it, I mean, I assume it's probably getting rolled out Rolled. Maybe not here mm. to start with. Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is really cool. I like that. I mean, anime has become very popular over the last, I would say, five years. Exactly. It's getting way more mainstream than it was. Mm. Um, and it's not weird like it used to be. I mean, it's still weird. Yeah, there's some we- <laughs> there's, there is some weirdness to it. But that's that's the great thing about it. It's so creative. There's no Over limits the top, to it. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. And the art style, James. You love a good art style. Exactly. And you can find anything you want. You can find romance, action, mm. uh, all sorts of things. So, yeah. Anyway. Cyberpunk Ed Runners. Yeah. yeah. Watch that. 
in 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 tech also yeah yeah, yeah. motorola with their razor you know their phone their foldy phone famous for their um mm-hmm. foldiness yeah 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 <laughs> so they're going to release a new one this year hopefully it's going to be the new razor foldable with a screen on the outside as well as inside ah i don't get why they do that i don't know but it looks fantastic so wait 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 when you flip it up is there like a keypad on there or is it all it's all screen it's all screen so there's like three screens on it yeah so when it's folded okay. there's a screen on the front yeah and then when you open it there's a screen on the inside oh yeah okay so that could be quite cool because you could like play games like lengthways maybe if you turn it on the side yeah exactly and yeah it's okay. really interesting and it, it's basically a handheld display <laughs> yeah you know, soon the future is going to be just like one piece of, of material that's a screen. Yeah, Eventually, yeah, yeah. and then you just pull out your pocket. Nice. I like it, James. Well, thank you so much for your tech news. You're very welcome. Yeah, yeah. I have got your top five right now. And James, I want to see if your top five is similar to my top five. Okay. Okay. Number five. None of these games have come out yet, by the way. Just letting you know. All right. Number five, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is an upcoming action-adventure game developed by Respawn Entertainment. It is obviously a sequel of the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which back in 2019. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be out April 28th. It looks really cool. Apparently, they've got a lot more... Um, kind of fighting options in this new mm-hmm. one. Uh, different, they call it different stances with your different lightsabers, including yeah. a heavy lightsaber. So it's like a big one that you really have to boom. Okay, cool. Which looks quite cool. Um, so yeah, I'm quite excited for that. Um, it says that the uh, the, well, the story, which is fo- following a uh, Cal Kettis. Uh, struggle to stay one step ahead of the hostile Galactic Empire and their relentless efforts to exterminate the last remaining survivors of Order 66. Ooh. Ooh. Number four, I've got Diablo 4. Oh, yes. Now, Diablo 4, uh, Diablo in general, obviously this is the fourth installment of uh, the Diablo series, yes. but it's been going for a long time. Oh, yeah. They, they take huge gaps between their games. Um, mm. By Blizzard, the same guys who make World of Warcraft and a bunch of other games, um, but yeah, I mean, the core formula for the series' gameplay revolves around gradually obtaining stronger equipment by defeating increasingly difficult enemies, which is kind of like your usual kind of World of Warcraft. You yeah. you start off like really weak, you go and find new gear, you level up, you get stronger, you can kill stronger things. Plus, it's a really dark theme to it as well. Yeah, it's quite cool. And a lot of the time when you're walking around, or at least from the old games, mm. you, it's actually pitch black a lot of the times yeah, and you can shrouded. only see like just around where your character is like yeah, a couple of meters around especially with the older ones uh, Diablo oh, 1 and 2 so scary yeah that's cool I was scared uh, but yeah it's pretty cool number 3 now by the way this top 3 was one of the hardest top 3's ever can I guess them yeah go for it what do you think uh, I'm going to say Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Starfield and Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> yeah you're exactly right uh, did I w- <laughs> but the order uh, the is order hard number okay. 3 Starfield right alright Starfield, obviously an upcoming action role-playing game by Bethesda, um, who have done a lot of really big games, but they haven't actually put out a new, like a brand new game. A new IP, yeah. A new IP Mm. um, in 25 years. They've just been remaking their old games currently. Yeah, like uh, Elder Scrolls and... uh 
what was it Fallout. Fallout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they've done a lot of their older stuff. They just kept making sequels, but this is the first kind of new, new kind of one. Yeah. Um, but it looks amazing. You're kind of in a solar system that's 50 light years away from our solar system called the Settled Systems. Um, and it looks pretty insane. It mm. looks massive. Uh, basically, you're in uh, an area where there's been two factions that have been fighting, and it's 20 years after the war ended, and there's a bit of an uneasy peace, and you're kind of in the middle yeah. of all of that. Any release date? Uh, yes. I didn't write it down, though. <laughs> so I don't remember. But I think it's like, uh, oh, I want to say June. Okay. I want to say June. Google it and have a look. Oh, okay. uh, number two, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. So obviously the one that came out in 2017, The Breath of the Wild, uh, game of the year, absolutely amazing game uh, on your Nintendo Switch. This is the the new one, right? So they actually did make a DLC mm -hmm. uh, that you could play in the original that was Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. But now they went, actually, you know, we'll make a new game. So that is That's my number two, yeah. following the story of Zelda. And number one, Final Fantasy 16. I mean, they've made a lot of these games, but for a good reason. They're very, very good. And this one looks amazing as well. I'm super excited for this. This is by uh, Square Enix. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be insane. I actually saw something which, um, which you'll find funny. It was a quite a funny statement. They said that they wanted the gameplay to be as fluid as possible. <laughs> Okay. Now, when great. they mean by that, they mean the fighting style and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. so elegant uh -huh. that when you're moving your character around, he's he's almost like dancing around the mm. enemies and fighting, and it looks pretty crazy. Yeah, I love Final Fantasy 15 as well. It was a great game. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, the game it says the game will feature segmented open environments, which is usual for a Final Final Fantasy game. Mm. Um, action based combat system involving both melee and magic based attacks. Cool. If you know Final Fantasy, you're going to be very excited for this. So yes, definitely. that is your top five games that I am looking forward to for 2023. And that is it for podcast number 17. 17. You're going to say 16. I was going to say nah, 16. We're on 17. We had a fantastic chat today with Manel um, from... Barcelona. Uh, from Barcelona. No, from G4AL. <laughs> uh, what they're doing is amazing. All blockchain stuff. Make sure you go check them out. Yeah. Um, their website is literally just g4al.com or gamers for a living as well. If you want to type that in, same thing mm -hmm. comes up. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, he is very knowledgeable. Yes. Um, he gave me a lot to think about. Of course. In this world of really gaming. interesting stuff. Really, really cool. Uh, we are out of here though, but we'll see you for podcast number 18. Woo, see you later.